This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Sometimes it's better to shoot first and ask questions later. Uh, not in the case of Alec Baldwin. But there are sometimes you are better off just shooting first and asking questions later. For instance, uh, when you're a radio, in your radio, uh, your best bet is to just do what you're going to do and not tell your program director ahead of time, hey, I'm thinking we're going to do this on Friday, because chances are they'll say, oh, no, 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 no. D- just do it and deal with the repercussions later. Uh, the same thing happens when, for instance, uh, I'm just speaking as a heterosexual, cisgendered male, which is kind of redundant, I guess. But, uh, you know, uh, sometimes as a man and a husband, and maybe you are not a man or a husband, and maybe you're, whatever, who cares? I'm just talking from my perspective here, and I want to offend anybody, because, you know, you can't say anything, you know, without including somebody else's pronouns. But anyway, I, me, went and bought a snowblower before my wife uh, approved of the purchase. And I just said, I'm, I didn't tell her. I just went and got the dang snowblower. So I got a snowblower, and yesterday, 10 inches of snow, I went out and blew. She was mad when I got the snowblower. She was giving me the look, the stink eye, the, you know the look. You know the look. It's over. If you get the look and you get the word fine, it's over. So if you get the look from the woman and, you know, you have the snowblower there and she gives you the look and you say to her, I got a snowblower, and she looks at you and says, fine, you're done. You're done for the rest of the day, maybe a week. It's over. If she says fine, it's over. I got a fine. I got fined. <laughs> it's a whole different thing when you're married. But yesterday... Oh, it was all smile and sunshine with the new snowblower. Thank you very much. Did the same thing with a riding lawnmower and a big screen television about uh, 20 years ago. And I do not regret it. So it was worth, it was worth the slings and arrows. I went grocery shopping yesterday. It's stupid. And yesterday, I go to the store. This, I go to Walmart. That's where I shop. My, my wife likes Target. I don't particularly like Target. I mean, I love the yoga pants, don't get me wrong, and the blonde suburban housewives driving very large SUVs, but I like Walmart better. Uh, but prices are stupid. Prices are just stupid on a lot of stuff. Uh, yesterday, I went by the ramen noodles were sold out. The, you know that the economy, there should be a ramen noodle index. Uh, it was a big deal when I was in college because that's all I could afford to eat. I'd use spaghetti sauce on it and you'd try to make it into pasta and all sorts of junk. Uh, and and I think they ought to. I think we ought to do a ramen noodle index. Is how much ramen noodle is left on the store at, at Walmart? It give you an idea what the economy is like. You know. <laughs> I mean, oh man, I serve. And my my daughter loves ramen noodles. She wants me to get those cheap ramen noodles like I had in college. You probably had in college. They were twenty five cents when I was in college, or twenty cents five for a dollar. They're not much more now. The House Republicans tweeting out what things are costing these days. Electricity is up 10%. Transportation, uh, 5.6%. Infant and toddler apparel, 
8.8%, chicken 10%, eggs 13, pork up 14. Pork up 14, that sounds funny. Uh, sounds like a movie title. Uh, beef and veal are up 16%. Uh, really? I think it's more. Gasoline, 40%, and used cars up 40.5%. And I'm going to share. You are going to be surprised. You are going to be surprised which used cars they are getting the most for. And they're all crappy. <laughs> oh, this was pretty interesting. Uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton of Texas has been uh, on this show a number of times, a heck of a guy. And he was talking about uh, what will get Joe Biden impeached, one of the things that Joe Biden will be impeached for and should rightfully be impeached and removed from office, and that is the breach of our southern border. Now, a lot of the times we'll see things disappear from the headlines because the mainstream media aren't covering things, and generally when that happens, things are going south for a Democrat administration, one of them, of course, being uh, the southern border. And while the Democrats have been conveniently uh, distracted, defending Hillary Clinton and whatnot, things at the border uh, have gotten a lot worse. Look, it, the, the numbers, as Casey said, have gotten worse. We've doubled since Biden came into office a year ago, and it's quadrupled since Trump was in office. So the numbers are getting worse. They didn't even put the numbers out. We are in a lawsuit. Wait a minute now. Hold on. Kamala Harris was supposed to have taken care of this as the border czar. That allowed us to get those numbers. That's the only reason we have the actual numbers. They're trying Ooh. to hide them. She's over uh, solving the Ukraine-Russia thing. <laughs> That's fantastic. And they're continuing to try to move people across this country as fast as they can. Doesn't matter if they have COVID, they're not tested, they're not vaccinated. Doesn't matter if they have a background in crime. They get they get invited and they get moved around the country on purpose. Yeah, it's and they're doing it on purpose and they're doing it for a variety of reasons. Uh, number one is to upset the balance of power and to uh, get illegals to presumably vote a Democrat. So there you go. So... Um, we found out earlier this week that uh, Hillary Clinton uh, paid for a Russian dossier. We knew that. We also discovered from the Durham probe the latest allegations are that Hillary Clinton bought and paid for a tech executive, and uh, they surveilled the Trump campaign, Trump transition team, and Trump White House. This is according to the Durham probe. But isn't it funny that for three years, uh, actually four years, she said and parroted that Donald Trump was involved with Russia. He, she said that for four years. That was the information. Now that we know that was all disinformation, now she expects us to believe her word when she says she had nothing to do with, uh, you know, surveilling a presidential campaign, a transition team, and a president. So, uh, and this on top of the reports that, you know, she had 36,000 emails uh, destroyed. There's never been any uh, journalistic curiosity with regard to that. There's never been any journalistic curiosity with regard to her server. There's never been any journalistic curiosity with regard to her signing off on the uranium one deal, giving Russia 25% of our nation's uranium reserves for the mining, and then consequently getting $150 million to her foe foundation, which uh, was uh, given by Russian oligarchs. And, and another thing also, what is the Hillary Clinton Foundation done with their hundreds of millions of dollars? That's another thing. It's like Black Lives Matter. Nobody knows. Nobody knows whatsoever. But it's kind of funny. Um, the mainstream media went after Donald Trump for three years with regard to Russia collusion, which was proven fake, by the way, in 2017 by the FBI. It was stated by the FBI there was no Russia collusion. There was no connection between uh, the Trump organization, Trump family, and a Russian bank. It was all disproven by the corrupt FBI in 2017. By the way, the uh, FBI also said this year, 
that the January 6th protest was not an insurrection. But the mainstream media and Democrats are still saying it was an insurrection. You see what I mean? You see what I mean? So it's kind of funny when you hear the mainstream media defending Hillary Clinton versus what you're hearing from my show. Uh, Here is NBC's take on Hillary Clinton's latest scandal. We're talking about a story that has ripped through conservative media, something Donald Trump calls bigger than Watergate. Because the mainstream media is ignoring it. But what's in this actual court filing we're talking about does not back up some of the allegations being made. It would be explosive if it were true. (laughs) This is fantastic. It's the same thing with Donald Trump and Russian collusion, but they just said it was explosive, even though it wasn't true. The allegation a political opponent spied on a sitting president. Yeah. And that's exactly what former President Donald Trump and his allies are claiming. Yeah, because there's evidence of it, and we've known it for a very long time. It was worse than we thought because they were spying on the sitting president of the United States. Hillary Clinton's campaign paid to spy on Donald Trump. I liken it to Watergate. But Hillary Clinton now slamming the whole thing as a fake scandal to distract from Mr. Trump's real ones. So it's a day that ends in why, she tweeted. Now you'll notice in uh, none of that story does it do anything to prove uh, that Hillary Clinton didn't do what John Durham is saying she did. None of that. It's just a refutation by Hillary, who, by the way, tweeted an article from Vanity Fair to defend herself, <laughs> which is spectacular. Uh, here she is uh, not answering questions. The UK Daily Mail saw her out the other day. She was in New York City, of course, with a, with a big old mask covering herself up to her eyes, which, by the way, thank you, Hillary. Thank you for covering most of your face. It's a blessing. Laura Collins, Daily Mail. Did you pay to spy on the Trump campaign? What are you going to comment on the spying allegations, Hillary? Did you pay for having spied on? Yeah, she just walked by, did a little parade wave or whatever. Uh, here is the wrap from the speech yesterday. Let's offer an alternative vision that inspires and motivates. Okay. What is the Democrat Party right now? What are they uh, offering as an alternative to inspire and motivate? The world's going to end because of climate change. Uh, we can't do anything about gas prices. Uh, we can't be energy independent. You're going to have to rely on the government. You've got to wear a mask. You've got to get a shot that doesn't keep you from getting the virus. You've got to uh, you know, restrict your personal freedom. I, honestly, what, what does the Democrat Party offer? Let's show that democracy works. Oh, that's funny. That it delivers results for people and makes life better, fairer, and more prosperous for everyone. Again, uh, look at the economy. That's what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are trying to do every single day. Trying to do, but they're very unsuccessful at it. And it's what Kathy Hochul and Brian Benjamin are trying to do right here in New York. Yeah. Listen to the tepid applause. There were almost no applause on the uh, Biden-Kamala. And then when she said Kathy Hochul, uh, you know, a smattering. (laughs) Wow. Seventy percent of Republicans, forty percent of Democrats, fifty-seven percent of independents say that news outlets aren't doing enough to cover the accusations surrounding the Clinton campaign and her BS, and that's why Donald Trump and his organization created this. <laughs> the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign. Well, there's no e- real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. A new report from special counsel John Durham. Clinton campaign lawyers paid a tech company to infiltrate Trump servers to fabricate 
a connection. The mainstream media has been, done more to investigate the existence of Bigfoot than Hillary Clinton and corruption. Between Trump and Russia. Hillary Clinton broke the law to frame Trump as a Russian traitor. This is truly unprecedented, truly something that has never happened in the history of our great country. This is a digital insurrection. Turns out the Trump-Russian collusion story was just a deflection from the Hillary-Russian collusion story. Trump was right. Trump was telling the truth. It was you, Hillary Clinton, who undermined our democracy. There are people that should go to jail. You know what that montage was missing? Uh, a segment featuring Rob Carson. That, I mean, that would put it right over the top. That would make it uh, extremely awesome. I love it. So, uh, yeah, Americans want it investigated because they don't trust her. I think that's it. I think that's uh, largely it. Oh, by the way, uh, Ukraine is saying they're not worried about invasion because Russia has been invading them for, uh, for eight years. <laughs> and it's funny because we've got panic mongering by the Biden administration to distract, I'm assuming, from the hell that he's created on earth here for americans but uh, ukrainian state media this uh, outlet called uh, U- ukraine form ran an editorial on wednesday arguing that ukrainians are unfazed by the war hysteria gripping many western politicians and uh, media outlets because russian forces have been in their country for eight years so it's like uh you know this we this has been happening it's like beirut and it was you know you just walked down the street oh heck yeah oh yeah our daycare center just got bombed but my kid wasn't in it so you know that's cool but anyway um russia apparently has been waging war against ukraine for eight years and people in uh, in ukraine are used to the daily reports of uh, shelling uh and casualties and they're like yawn big yawn on this one so <laughs> And there are reports today uh, saying that uh, it is imminent, that there will be an invasion. I don't know if there will be. All I know is that we don't really have a compelling interest in Ukraine. I can't think of one anyway. If you can, go. You know, that's fine. I know that uh, uh, Hunter Biden used to have a big, big interest in Ukraine, particularly uh, an oil company in Ukraine, which uh, he was on the board of directors, even though there's no evidence he's actually been to to Ukraine, I guess. I don't think he's ever been there. So, Oh, and then there's the right track, wrong track poll numbers. They're abysmal. Be like, to give you an example, uh, in my house, uh, there's me, there's my wife, there's my daughter, my son, you know, periodically, he's like uh, the Cunningham kid in Happy Days would come back from college every once in a while and you'd just see him. I think his name was Chip. So anyway, um, uh, say for instance, I said that uh, I'm doing a great job as the head of the household, and my daughter and my wife said, no, you're terrible. Uh, That would be kind of like how uh, his ratings are going right now. Uh, It looks like Real Clear Politics average finds 64.4%, and this is lower than some left-wing media, around 70% saying the country is on the wrong track, 28% say the right track. What is going on in the country right now that's the right track unless you want the country to blow up? Honestly, unless you want the country to descend into hell, then how could you say the country's going in the right direction? Have you been to the store lately? Uh, do you get your, uh, your groceries? Uh, do you, do you, the, is the only outside world that you have Amazon? Because otherwise, uh, you'd realize that, no, things are not good and it's going in the wrong direction. But you know enough about that. Let's talk about a convoy. So we crashed the gate doing 98. I says, let them truckers roll 10-4. Cause we got a mighty convoy rocking through the night. Yeah, we got a mighty convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sight? 
So Chris Barber is one of the top organizers of the Canadian Freedom Convoy, protests that have rocked Ottawa in recent weeks, uh, racking up traffic fines, but otherwise not doing a whole lot. But, you know, being a family atmosphere and hanging out and uh, promoting freedom. Barber's arrest comes after he was named in a class action lawsuit filed with the Ontario Supreme Court of Justice by lawyer Paul Champ. Uh, now, uh, that aside, let me just say that if the Canadian government is willing to or able to crush this movement by force, we cannot let it go away. We cannot let it go away. Now, by the way, the federal government was able to do that with our movement on January the 6th, which was to come to Washington, D.C. and protest peacefully the results of the election because things happened that still haven't been explained, like ballot stuffing, like battleground stakes shutting down, counting voting at midnight, reopening the next morning with millions of votes for Joe Biden and very few for Donald Trump and thousands of sworn affidavits saying they saw ballot harvesting, thousands of uh, unmanned ballot boxes in battleground states from Mark Zuckerberg. I could go on and on. And what happened on January the 6th? 13 leftist groups were allowed to, and this is the FBI reported it, infiltrate the peaceful protest. Doors were opened. The FBI, there is evidence, there's some evidence that it showed were involved. Capitol Police were involved. And ultimately, the peaceful movement became a pariah. They're doing the same thing in Canada. That's why the Prime Minister of Canada immediately said that the people involved are racists, are a swastika-carrying terrorists, etc., etc., etc. And if this is allowed to be crushed by authorities, then it, A, it will be a tragedy. B, I hope and pray that truckers don't go quietly into the night. I hope that they... I hope that every trucking company in Canada shuts down deliveries to Ottawa. I want the store shelves to be empty in Ottawa. That's really cruel, Rob. That's awful. People live in Ottawa. Well, people in Ottawa need to realize that they are in the heart, they're in the seed of corruption in their country. It's like Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is surrounded, I believe it's the last time I checked, either seven or five of the richest counties in America surround Washington, D.C. Do you know why? Is it because they build great cars in Washington, D.C.? Is it because they have wonderful manufacturing plants in Washington, D.C.? Is it because it is a, a harbinger of industry and uh, creativity around the country? No, not one little bit. It's number one job. The number one business in Washington, D.C. is the swamp, is spending your money, is, is taking your money and spending your money and paying federal employees a lot of money and giving them unbelievable benefit packages that you and I would never, ever dream of. We would never dream of it. And the same thing, the same tactics are going on in Canada. Trudeau's deputy prime minister, Christia, uh, what's her name? It's uh, Deutschland. No, it's Friedland. Friedland said on Monday that uh, they're going to do a lot of stuff with regard to uh, people who are involved in the protest, including freezing bank accounts, among other things. Uh, this woman really is um, is uh, bat guano crazy. I want to find the, I've got a sound bite from her that I will share shortly um, with regard to 
what's going on. But I wanted to share with you is uh, yesterday, Kennedy, who uh, you know was an MTV VJ, is now a, a spokesperson, or I should say a pundit on Fox, spoke with a uh, podcast producer, Dave Smith, who put into perspective what's going on in Canada uh, very succinctly and very nicely. This is no laughing matter. What's happening here is that there was a working class mass protest that is being squashed by an authoritarian government that has just invoked unprecedented emergency powers. That is a fact. Yeah. That's not an opinion. Kind of like what uh, the federal government has done with regard, to, and, and state governments have done with regard to COVID restrictions. Is what's going on here. And of course, they are largely, uh, the corporate press is largely on the side of the authoritarian government that is doing it. They've also invoked these financial powers to steal property in the form of money mm-hmm. from the people who protested with no due process. None, like forget the thousands of years of British common law, forget any type of like no they will seize your money and then i suppose it's on you to go prove that you weren't in fact blocking a road or in, in whether you were in the the you know protest at all yeah. the idea that anyone would not be terrified that the gov- that a government would invoke this power is I mean, talk talk about learning no lessons from history. And, you know, to think about how many times, like, Donald Trump was compared to Adolf Hitler. Yet you see this happening right in front of you. I mean, this is real. This is not a game. And the idea that anybody, look, I've said this before on on your show, and I'm just going to say this one more time. I know the word is overused. Anyone who supports this is a fascist. You are a fascist if you support this. And I'm not using this in the popular way that progressives like to use it for anyone they disagree with. I mean, literally, by definition, yeah. that's what we're dealing with here. We are dealing with fascism, a new fascism, by a man who uh, idolizes dictators, idolizes dictatorships, communist countries like China, and idolized uh, Fidel Castro, and could be his son, by the way. You know, sometimes you need music to pump you up. Sometimes you need to stay calm and, and you need the meditation. I listen to music when I go to the gym. And I go to the gym about, about 45 minutes is my workout. And I listen to music or I listen to, you know, podcasts. Maybe you listen to this podcast. You should try it with Raycon earbuds. You really should. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort. And unlike other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. Yeah. They have a 32-hour battery life. Unbelievable. So you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. And they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Give them a try. Right now, my listeners can receive 15% off the already low price of Raycons. Just go to buyraycon.com slash newsmax, buyraycon.com slash newsmax, get them. And listen to the podcast when you're going on a walk. Okay, buyraycon.com slash Newsmax to save 15% on Raycons. The Prime Minister has invoked police powers that have never been used in the entire history of the country. But, you know, the American media is like, well, yeah, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Civil Liberties Union of Canada is going, this is insane. Then you're getting these notes that have been left all over the place on vehicles and with people saying, leave, you've got a limited amount of time to leave, and then we're going to take action. And then a resolution passed that anybody who brings their kids to the protest will be fined thousands of dollars or whatever. And this is to keep, because, you know, it's bad headlines when uh, kids get hurt or when their parents get hurt in front of them at protests. 
It, it really is. It's, there are some stunning similarities between this and Tiananmen Square. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Justin Trudeau would love it if it was more like Tiananmen Square when it was after dark and there were no mobile phones to record anything. Here is the Deputy Prime Minister of uh, Canada, who is a little bureaucratic little, oh, I can't say it on the radio, Christia Deutschland. I'm sorry, I keep saying, Friedland talking about, and literally giggling at the beginning of this about taking money, seizing the, uh, the assets of people involved in the protest and those who are even donating to it. So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut? They want to go after people from the U.S. who've donated money to it. And financial services are targeting them as well. Okay, so... The names of both individuals and entities, as well as crypto wallets, have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions. And with the Canadian media. Don't forget that. You did that too. And accounts have been frozen, and more accounts will be frozen. Now notice she starts to talk up, which means she lies. Uh, crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers. Jen Psaki does the same thing. Have started the registration process with FinTrack. Uh, in terms of the specifics on whose accounts are being frozen, uh, you now have- She speaks like it. She speaks so nonchalantly like it. The regulations. Wow. The financial service providers have those regulations as well. And they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions. Oh, it makes it seem so sterile, you know, like re-education camps. Here is a, a lawyer representing the truckers talking about what's going on there and what we should be afraid of. Hi there. I'm uh, legal counsel to the not-for-profit Freedom Convoy. Uh, the federal government released a new pro proclamation last night under the Emergencies Act. Which is used to combat terrorism. So they are calling these people terrorists. The wording of it is clear. It doesn't say what the police are telling you it says. It clearly, the legal proclamation that was issued by the federal government continues to allow for peaceful protests. It allows for peaceful assembly. It allows for Canadians who are concerned about their charter rights and who want to bring their children to participate in the restoration of their future rights. But? To come to Ottawa. The order says that you can only not come to Ottawa Listen. if you're going to disrupt international trade, not happening. Disrupt um, critical infrastructure, not happening. Or engage in acts of violence, not happening. No one involved in this freedom movement, none of the truckers support any of those things. Of course. So if you're thinking about doing those things, don't come and give your head a shake. We're about peaceful protests. Gotcha. This emergency order from the federal government does not restrict Canadians' rights. Of peaceful assembly okay however what we can see on the ground here is the police look to be gearing up it looks like the federal government is going to tell the police to go and use violence against lawful protest and they're doing it now and one way to stop that from happening is Canadians who are concerned about their rights and government overreach to come to Ottawa as soon as you can get here 
and stand with the truckers. They're going to try and use uh, overwhelming force against the truckers. The truckers are peaceful, and uh, you know the uh, the truckers have done their level best to remain peaceful. They've been called every name in the book by this prime minister. They've been demonized in every way, shape, or form by this uh, prime minister. And now the crackdown begins. And now I would suggest, and and I don't think it's. Uh, I think that the next thing they need to do is they need to show Ottawa, the capital, uh, who's who, and they need to stop shipping goods there. Is that a good idea, bad idea? 800-922-6680. Well, there are a lot of people who live in Ottawa. I get that. I get that, but they clearly were not willing to listen. The Prime Minister of Canada was not willing to. He said he listened to the opposition. That's a lie. He never did. He lied, lied, lied. So the next thing, it's got to get real for Justin Trudeau. It's got to get real. And we can't let this go. There is no escaping that Justin Trudeau's use of the Emergency Act has profoundly inflamed tension. He has demonized nonviolent protests and encouraged Canadians to turn against one another. Meanwhile, Black Lives Matter literally burned cities in America. Black Lives Matter did the same in Canada. And Justin Trudeau was all about supporting Black Lives Matter. All about it. I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's hear that again. Supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric. Uh, like uh, uh, pigs in a blanket, fry like bacon, uh, uh, F the police. Violence towards fellow citizens. Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, it's a joke. We all know it's a joke. We know that there's a double standard. Uh, here is the new Ottawa police chief. The other one resigned. And obviously, I don't know when you guys are going to go in or whatever, but uh, there's still lots of people just walking on Wellington Street and all that that are supporting. So what, and they're probably going to continue. What are you saying to these people if they don't want to leave either? So our, our, our message has been pretty consistent around that. Funny and, accent there. You know. And more importantly, the message from our community and our residents has been pretty consistent around that. Do not come to our downtown court. Well, listen to those people, but don't listen to the millions of people that support the trucker convoy. We are tired of what's occurring there. We're sick of what's happening in our streets. I don't recall them doing that to uh, Occupy Wall Street. Remember Occupy Wall Street? See, I remember it because I was in Washington, D.C. when it happened. And, and I mentioned the story the other day. I used to host this marvelous event for uh, charity and for homelessness. It was called the uh, Turkey Trot. It was a 5K on Thanksgiving morning, and it was just glorious. And one year I went down, I took my son, and it was right next to the giant Occupy Wall Street encampment. And I remember, uh, you know, they, they set up rape tents. I don't know if you knew this. They set up rape tents so women could escape sexual assault in the rape tents because of all the people who were being paid by George Soros, a lot of them uh, drug abusers and insane people uh, who now live in San Francisco on tents. And there was this massive tent city right in downtown uh, 
um, D.C., and, and I was there hosting the turkey trot, and my son was verbally accosted by an insane person from Occupy, yelling all sorts of things at him before uh, I got in his face and authorities separated us, stopped me from getting a little bit further. But I remember the, uh, the, uh, the wafting of uh, pot smell uh, early in the morning at the Occupy Wall Street, which, by the way, was never cleared out by force, which is what they're doing in Ottawa and what they do with so many that big government doesn't agree with. That's what they, that's what they do. Um, I don't know what the solution is. All I know is that this movement can't end with the government not listening to them not hearing their demands, not realizing how reasonable they are when you look at the other provinces in Canada. And if not, then the politicians in Ottawa need to pay. And I don't know what that's going to take, whether it be trucking companies saying we are not going to deliver goods and services to Ottawa. Um, I don't know if that's it, uh, if a nationwide strike, possibly a nationwide strike by truckers just a week uh, if you could survive uh, downtown Ottawa for uh, three weeks, uh, maybe there's enough support for a trucker strike in Canada for one week. Make it real. Because if they're going to use the force, and they are, they're using the force of government, they are using physical force, they are using fascistic means to go after people, not only for being a part of the protest, but also donating and a lot of people have given money to Black Lives Matter. None of their bank accounts have been frozen. But this is happening because it is not a leftist protest. So what do you suggest? 800-922-6680. We're going to move on from this. This is pretty funny. Montgomery County, Virginia, school board chair uh, Sue Cass was uh, chairing a February 15th meeting. And a resident stood up. And in Virginia, you don't have to wear masks anymore. And so this uh, this person got up. Her name is Alicia Vaught. And they were there to talk about uh, how some counties in Virginia were maintaining the mask mandate. I guess in Montgomery County as well. And Alicia decided to show a picture of the council person, Montgomery Council School Board Chair Sue Cass, who in the height of the pandemic was Scott maskless was not wearing a mask on her Facebook page. And of course, the uh, exchange went something like this. Why is it different from the last year when we were here to this year? Two different governors, two different political parties. There you go. So we were supposed to follow it last year, but not this year. That makes no sense. Yeah. And it makes all of you a bunch of hypocrites. Never have. Except for Dana and Jamie. Miss Cass, you also yelled at me the last time I was here for taking off my mask, but... Here's a picture of you uh -oh, uh -oh. right here on Facebook with a what? crowd of people That's it. with no mask on. Uh, this Excuse is my me. time and I don't no. interrupt you. Here's another picture no. with you with a no mask on. I'm sorry, Ms. Vaught, you are done. If you are going to sit there and disparage a member of our school board, then you can... It's not disparaging. It's showing a picture of you denying your own stupid rules. And sit down. If you have something effective wow. to say... Wow. This is kind of what uh, Justin Trudeau is doing to the truckers today in, uh, in uh, Ottawa. I am not going to sit here. Can we have a police officer, please? Oh, I'm going to call in the police, just like Trudeau. Really? Yes. <laughs> I, no, I'm not scared. I don't care. I would like you to either talk about something. You can talk about something that is, concerns our school board. Yeah, you're not wearing a mask. 
Is there something about our students you would like to talk about? Wow. Wow. That is just, that is spectacular. And before I end this segment, you want to hear the sound of a transgendered individual born a man and competing against women, beating the snot out of women athletes? Here it is. Thomas heads in for the final turn. It's going to be a race for second place. It might be Penn going 1-2. It always will be a race for second place when you have a man racing against women. Baroker making the turn currently in second place. And over the last half of the pool, nobody will touch Leah Thomas. I wouldn't. We'll finish at 437-32. Leah Thomas. Hold on, there's Leah. Champion in the Leah's first. Second and they're second. Yeah, there you go. They're second place. <laughs> Seven seconds behind because this, uh, this charlatan, uh, this non-hero, wiped out the competition while competing against women in a 500-yard freestyle at the Ivy League Championships. And this fraud is going to compete in the NCAA Championships. And as far as I'm concerned, any medals should be void and any records should be void, void, void. Here is a, uh, a little piece from a documentary about young women who are having their careers destroyed by biological males competing against them. I had the opportunity to compete at the World Championships in Malaga, Spain in 2018. I had put in so much hard work for this meet, as did my teammates for Team USA. When I got to the meet, I discovered that a biological male was in my race. Not only has this happened to me, but a year later, my daughter ran her first high school race against a biological male identifying as a female. It was my first ever high school track meet. My freshman ended up taking second race next to this biological male, and I would have won my first ever high school track meet. No, that's not a big deal. She just ran her first race, and she would have cleaned the clocks of uh, all the other racers. But uh, there was a dude racing in it, you see. Yeah. Yeah, uh, nonsense. Nonsense. The word nonsense can be used for this and so much more. So much more. Uh, we got to wrap things up. Thanks for listening today. Please share with others. Make sure to check out my show on Newsmax, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World. If you go to NewsmaxTV.com, you can see the archive if you missed last week's episode. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless our military. God bless our police. Remember Ashley Babbitt, and above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.